If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Oh, what's going on, everybody? It is. It's that time. We're back. We're back. Just want to bless you with a little uh, little midweek episode here. I hope everybody had a fantastic day of giving thanks. Thanksgiving was this past Thursday. I'm sure you guys had a fantastic time. Hopefully you spent it with loved ones. If not, uh, hopefully that happens for you next year. And if you're ever in the greater low country of South Carolina hit me up and you can you and I can break bread together right we can we can have a meal together uh we are a few short weeks out from the December 16th UFC pay-per-view year-end pay-per-view in Las Vegas Nevada I will be there um along with some of my partners in crime feel free to hit me up chat at punchlist MMA if you are going to be there I would love absolutely love to uh get together and you know get a picture shake some hands do whatever i i admittedly i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna pop your balloon right now i'm probably not gonna drink a beer with you i wish i could um but i am i am off the sauce for the time being doctor's orders so um as much as i would love to delete a couple brews uh i can't at the at the time you know I mean, I'm not I'm not very good at following instructions, you know, so I'm not saying it won't it, it's impossible that it'll, it'll happen. But I am saying uh, it's not likely. So I just I want to keep expectations reasonable. But December 16th, Vegas, I'll be there all weekend um, and would love to get together with you if you're there and say what's up. You know, I can't guarantee a full blown hangout sesh, but uh, if you're walking around the arena or you're anywhere you know near where I am on the strip, I would love to get together with you. Say what's up. Thank you for supporting the show all these years. And um, you know, just you know, let you size me up a little bit, right? We gotta size them up. So, you know, if you're feeling froggy, freaking leap. We'll see what's up, right? So uh I, I would absolutely really enjoy that. Uh, so just want to give you that heads up. We did give a little bit back to the bookies this last event. Um, I said that, you know, I was scared it was going to happen. I wish I wouldn't have gone as heavy as I did. And let's recap that re- real quick, okay? We got absolutely bailed out. I'm not going to pretend that we didn't. So let me just say this right off the rip, okay? I got absolutely bailed out on the Nicholas Moda Trey Ogden play. 100% Mike Beltran realized that I was in a bad spot on that bet and came in and helped me out. And, and completely botched that call. Trey Ogden beat the shit out of Nicholas Moto, which is not something that I thought was going to happen. Um, and shame on me. I was on a bad bet there. I hope, I'm hoping, right? And this is always my sincere hope, is that you guys can read between the lines sometimes when I'm saying stuff and realize maybe you shouldn't play it the way I played it. And I'm hoping that was one of them. I felt like I went back and I listened to that episode. I felt like I said it plenty of times that I was not super confident in these plays. I wish I wouldn't have gone as heavy as I did. I was really hoping that I didn't give a lot back to the bookies. That one really, <clears throat> that that one really, um, that was a bad freaking play. And we got absolutely bailed out there with the no contest. 
Thank you, Mike Beltran. Uh, Lucy Pudilova, Eileen Perez. I mean, I saw it all wrong. I saw I had that one all. I had it all wrong. Uh, Pudilova, I'm not sure what happened. Um, you know, Eileen Perez did what it is. Now, that said, if I think if that fight was two minutes longer, three minutes longer, Pudilova gets the stoppage, truthfully. But that's not the way it works in a three-round fight, right? You manage your energy accordingly to fight effectively for three rounds. And Eileen Perez did that, right? It wasn't a 17-minute fight. She managed her energy for a 15-minute fight. So hats off to Eileen Perez. She did a great job there. She got the W. Jonathan Pierce versus Joe Anderson Brito. What did I say was going to happen? I said, I literally go back, check the receipts. I said, short of Jonathan Pierce, JSP, doing that stupid sloppy takedown where he just jams forward with his neck out and getting caught with an uppercut or getting his neck squeezed, we should be okay here. And sure as shit, what happens? They go into a scramble, Brito stands up, and Jonathan Pierce just walks in like Ben Askren trying to take down Jorge Masvidal with his neck straight out. Boom, ninja choke, and it's over with. I fucking, I, I literally said it out loud. I said it out loud. As long as this doesn't happen, we're fine. And what happens? The thing I said, as long as this doesn't happen. I just, <laughs> it's so stupid, dude, because he's dominating that fight otherwise. All right. And then Brennan Allen over Paul Craig. That's the one we should have loaded up on. It, it, admittedly, it was a max play. But, you know, you hate to, like, double max it, right? You don't want to, like, triple X to the extreme Vin Diesel it, you know? So, um, all in all, minus 3.7 units on on a four-play four event. Uh, and we got absolutely, again, I cannot iterate this enough, I got bailed out by Mike Beltran on a horrible Nicholas Moda play. So, um, that was bad. I'm hoping we got all this out of the system, right? I'm hoping we got all this out of the system because I've got a couple plays this week that I like, two of which are underdog plays, straight-up money line underdog plays that I think are worth consideration, um, and we're going to throw some stuff together here, okay? So UFC Fight Night Austin takes place. Benil Darius versus Armand Sarukian. Uh, that, that takes place this Saturday. I love live events. Live events equal... Fights ending inside the distance. That's what it means. Fights end inside the distance because the crowd gets people hyped up, baby. So that's what we're looking for. We want violence. And we want it in spades, right? Um, the UFC, because of Joe Rogan, because of Dana White, because of the, the, the growing Texas market, continues to go back to Texas. And, um, you know, the Texas crowd comes out, shows out, puts out. And uh, we're going to get a lot of violence. So inside the distance plays for any of the fights that you see this weekend are all very well uh, on the table. Very much on the table, right? So I've got a big underdog I want you to consider. I've got some violence plays I want you to consider. To consider, And then I've got a couple small underdog money lines we want to consider. I'm going to tell you right now, I have no max plays this week. None. I have no max plays this week. Everything will be nice, conservative, in the middle. I just want to try to, like, you know, make my money back from last week and a little bit more, okay? I'm just saying right now, this is not the one to move up the leaderboard. And if you're talking about what the leaderboard is, it's the one at betmma.tips. If you go to the website betmma.tips, you can follow along with all of my plays and unit scaling there, right? We're in the top 100 on betmma.tips out of 5,000 plus 
handicappers. I don't know my exact rank. If you give me two shakes of a Persian kitten's whiskers, I'll tell you where we are. Uh, you're going to have to give me a second here. Let's see what we got. Oh, great. Great. The uh, My cookies cleared on my... On my uh, On my browser here, shit, I don't know if I remember what my login information is for this crap on a stick. We're going to be, this is not good, gang. Not good. Not good. Well, I can still look at the leaderboard. I just can't log in right now. That's all right. We'll get them loaded here at some point. There is like a password change thing on here. All right. We were at 63. We gave back 3.7 units. Where does that put us at now? That leaves us at 67, so we only dropped four spots. So out of 5,000-plus handicappers, your boy is still um, – we're still right there. We're still in the top 100, still sitting um, even in that top 75 or, you know, as you guys the, – the numbers that matter most. In that top 69, uh, we are in 67th position there, and we will continue our rise towards the top as we move forward this year. But, again – Sensible unit scaling this event. I'm, I want to be crystal clear on this, right? We have to do this because once we go on the hot streak, people start loading up, right? So we're going to be crystal clear on this. All right, so let's talk about a big underdog that you should consider for this weekend. And that's our boy, Steve Garcia. Steve Garcia is taking on Melquizal Costa. All right, Costa is a bigger submission threat. Costa's got more one-punch knockout power. Steve Garcia is very, very chinny. This is an inside-the-distance play, right? Fight ends inside the distance, minus 250. I don't know if you're going to love that price. But I do like Steve Garcia here based on the fact that, one, we get a hometown fight. Two, he's got tons of experience. I think he's the more well-rounded mixed martial arts. He just has to protect that chin. If he can protect the chin, I think he can beat Costa. He's faster. And he's more well-rounded. He can stick to the outside, use his boxing, and I think he can get him out of there. But he's got to stay away from that one-punch knockout power because, like I said, the chin is not there for Steve Garcia. So fight inside, ends inside the distance, minus 250. Fight ends under two and a half rounds, minus 175. I really, really like that. And if you're looking for a big underdog with a reasonable chance to win uh, this weekend, it is going to be... Steve or Steve Garcia at plus 210. So three possible plays there. Really safe money's inside the distance. Pretty good safe money's under two and a half. And if you're feeling really spicy, plus 210 on Steve Garcia. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. Another one that I want you to consider. This is a smaller underdog. Right now, even money at most books. Kelvin Gastelum over Sean Brady. Sean Brady, submission threat and submission threat alone. That said, the wrestling of Kelvin Gastelum, should he be able to make weight, should be enough to negate the submission threat of Sean Brady. And I need not remind you, and again, this is not a Philly fade here, that Sean Brady was knocked out, well, standing TKO really, by Bilal Muhammad. Bilal Muhammad don't crack the way Kelvin Gastelum cracks, Okay. So if Kelvin Gastelum can make 170 pounds, which is a big if, but if our big wide body refrigerator shaped Mexican brother Kelvin Gastelum can make 170 pounds, he's going to knock out Sean Brady. Plus 100 on Kelvin Gastelum, please and thank you. Next one. 
Davis and Figueredo over Rob Font. Yes, I understand Rob Font's boxing. Yes, I understand that this is Davis and Figueredo's first fight up a weight class. Yes, I understand that Rob Font's got a great jab and Davis and Figueredo walks with his hands down. I understand all of that, right? I understand all of that. But this is the moment. This is this is the pivotal moment. We've reached the peak of the mountain where we realize whether or not Davis and Figueredo's reign of terror is now over and it's just going to be like is this a is this a Cody Garbrandt style precipitous decline as far as betting opportunities or is he going to give us new life breathed into a new division where he could potentially be this god of war king of violence that he was previously um in the flyweight division we shall see if that carries over to bantamweight uh Rob Font, again, like we talked about with Steve Garcia, the chin, not so great. Not what we want. Rob Font, accumulative damage is a real issue. 15 minutes, might not be able to happen that much. But this has a very, very real possibility of Davison Figueredo being able to walk him down and continually touch him. And if the power translates to 135, which we're hoping it is because he had such a hard time making flyweight, uh, if the power translates to 135, Rob Font's in real trouble. Now, Odds are pretty close. Minus 140 on Rob Font, plus 120, plus 125 on Davis and Figueredo. Again, small plays here, but I think it's worth gambling uh, literally and figuratively on Davison this first time out at Bantamweight just to see what we get, right? Within reason, within reason. So I'm on Davis and Figueredo here, small money line play, Kelvin Gaslam, small money line play. And then we talked about the Steve Garcia considerations, all right? So there's three, there's three plays for you right here. Now, a more confident play, a more confident play going into, <coughs> excuse me, this weekend, plus money again. Fight ends inside the distance. Wellington Terman, Jared Gooden. Jared Gooden's gas tank, horrendous. Wellington Terman, trained by Glover Teixeira, trains with, uh, Alex Pereira, submission threat, good knockout power, bad chin. Wellington Terman, bad chin, okay cardio. Probably just go with bad cardio. Jared Gooden, the night train, right? Not to be confused with Jared Gordon. Jared Gooden, the night train. Coming back, this is, I think, his third time, fourth time with the promotion. Uh, they bring him in when he needs to get beat up, right? Or when somebody, you know, somebody needs the dub. Uh, he's here now, right? So we get a minus 187 on Wellington Turner, plus 162 on Jared Gooden. Both these guys are so inconsistent. I don't want to push on a money line. Fight ends inside the distance is at even money. So let's just go with that, right? Let's just go with that. Uh, Terman wins inside the distance, plus 225. Terman wins by submission, which I think is the most likely outcome here, considering the fact that Jared Gooden has shoulders that basically mold into the top of his biceps and his neck is a foot and a half long. Um, I think that's the most liable, you know, way of, of finishing. We can get Wellington Terman by submission um, at plus two fifty, right? So Terman inside the distance plus two twenty five. If you just want to go prop specific, it's plus two fifty, which is pretty crazy. Plus K or uh, plus seven hundred for the KO for Terman. Now, if you're Gooden, Gooden's only path to victory here is by knockout, in my opinion. Uh, so Gooden wins inside the distance is at plus 300. Gooden wins by KO plus 400. Gooden wins by submission plus 1600. So if we read the tea leaves here, 
Vegas is telling us where their liabilities are, right? They're telling us that we think Gooden's best path to victory is by KO, right? That's why we're getting the plus 400 comparative to the plus 1600. And we think Terman's best path to victory is by submission, which is why we're getting the plus 250 as opposed to the plus 700. However, they're not really confident in either one of them getting it done because Terman inside the distance is at plus 225. Good inside the distance is at plus 300. So if you want to just pick a side, you can definitely get great plus money on it. However, fight ends inside the distance is at even money and you get both players there. So both players, 15 minutes of violence between guys with bad chins, bad cardios and propensity to be finished due to low fight IQ. I'll take that, right? So we've got four plus money plays on the docket for this weekend. And I'm hoping you guys really enjoy that. As far as main event goes, right? Because we got to talk about the main event and we will talk. Let's talk about Jalen Turner versus Bobby Green in the co-main event real quick. Dan Hooker's out, broke the elbow. Bobby Green, late uh, last second replacement here. Realistically, we're looking at overs here, right? We're looking at overs. Here's 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 a here's a thing that you should look at this, all right? And, and, and those of you in the know, no, right? We want overs here. Okay, this is a, this is an over. Over one and a half is at minus one ninety. Over two and a half is at minus one twenty five. Okay. Pick your over that you like and play the over. I'll leave it at that. Pick the over that you like and play the over. That's where I think this lies. Okay. Benil Dariush, Armand Sarukian. Now, those of you that are leaning heavily on the Armand Sarukian side, I want to caution you with this, right? Armand Sarukian, Matush Gamrot, their fight, one for the ages. Benil Dariush walked, dog walked, Matush Gamrot. Much to my chagrin because I lost an ass of money on that. Okay? Right? As one listener put it, the, the great Gamrot recession is what he called it. Because we got we got hosed there. Right? Now, the question is, is did, have we seen a spot in the Darius... the Darius story arc, if you will, where he got the title shot, he got the shit kicked out of him in the do- in, in the title shot. So now everything else after that, it's just a failure to recapture former glory while still winning sporadic fights against top contenders, i.e. the story arc of one Rafael Dos Anjos, right? Is that where we're at here? Now, plus 245 on uh, Eggs Benedict here. Um against Armand Sarukian, it is worth considering Benil Dariush, right? Because he was most recently at the top of the ladder. We don't know how many rungs he has fallen down. A lot of people believe Armand Sarukian to be the future of the lightweight division, and he may very well be, depending on how he performs this weekend against a guy like Benil Dariush, right? We're not going to sit here and say Dariush does any one thing great, but he does everything very, very well. Uh, We do see Armand Sarukian with the very same mindset. Now, back-to-back main events, is this something that we can anticipate Benil Dariush showing up for? I don't know. I really don't know here. Uh, So I don't love and have a super confident play in him here at plus 245, but he is an underdog worth consideration. He most certainly is. Most certainly is. 
Um, so I, I would I would certainly consider that. Um, yeah, yeah, I would consider. I would consider. It. Don't love it, uh, but I would consider it. So, uh, and then also Cody Brundage is on this event. Cody Brundage, lowest fight IQ in the UFC possibly right now. He's a plus one ninety five taking on Zach Reese. Uh, you could theoretically play Zach Reese and just hope for the best be, and just hope for Brundage to find a way to screw up the fight somehow because that seems seems incredibly likely. He's very good at finding ways to lose fights. Um, okay, so let's run through. Well, I just ran through them, so we don't need to do that again. I hope you guys had a great, absolutely great Thanksgiving. Um we got just a, a few more opportunities to make money between now and the end of the year. So we'll do that and hopefully end the year on a bang. We're not going to put ourselves in a position where we're ending the year in the negative. We fought and clawed our way out of the hole that we were in this summer and are going to end the year very successfully speaking going into 2024. Uh, blessed up as they say, right? So uh, I appreciate everybody that continues to follow along. I don't have much this week in terms of speaking outside of uh, UFC content. I may come back this week and record like a sort of secondary episode uh, for you guys, but I don't I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. But it is important to me that you guys get the the episode that you are entitled and do for this week and this event because I know you want to know. I know you want to know. Those of you that have reached out to me via email the last few weeks, thank you so much. I appreciate hearing from you. It is so great to interact with you guys. I, I really do enjoy it. I say it all the time. I've been saying it for years. You guys are the best. Like I've I've been on other shows. I've had other people on here. I, I've I've you know we've done the social media thing. We've been on the all the dark corners of the internet. I I maintain right that the core group of you folks that are here still after all the shit, all the ups and downs and all the changes and all that stuff. Those of you that are still here, you guys are, are, are the thick and thin ride and ride, ride or die. Sam Crow, original Redwood, original OG style listeners. And I, I, I love and adore you guys. I really do. Um, those of you that, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not, I'm not bullshit. I was just joking. I was just saying it. <laughs> Man, hold on. I'm choking on my own spit here. I was just saying it for the sake of saying it last episode. But man, some of y'all came through and you you blessed up the Venmo. <laughs> man, I appreciate that. I appreciate that big big time. Um, my man came through and uh, he said, "Hold on, I want to I want to pull it up." He said, "Value for value, right?" Um, and and that that is a that is a concept that I that I can appreciate, right? And we, I've always internalized that, and then and then presented it to you, uh, the listener, is saying if you if you've ever gotten value out of this show, if it's ever done anything for you, and you ever feel moved uh, or so inclined to try to help out or contribute or do anything in any way, it's always right. What do we hear? What do you hear everybody say? Hit the like button, subscribe, turn on notifications, do you know, leave a review, do all this. That's always been better for me because I don't, I, you know, I, truthfully, look, I, you, you shoot me some money at the Venmo. Um, listen, that's great. And I will never, I will, I'm not going to send it back to you. 
<laughs> I'm not going to send it back to you. You know, it costs money. It costs money to do a podcast, right? Um, so I'm, uh, and I, I appreciate that beyond measure. I really do. Uh, my man said value for value. And, and, and here, I understand the concept. And what, what I wanted to touch on in regards to that is that it, it makes my heart warm to hear you say that something I'm saying provides value to you, whether it's entertainment purposes only, whether it's to actually assist or desist in, in you doing something in regards to, uh, you know, betting or analyzing fights, you know, for your own content or whatever it is that it is. If it's something I do draws value to how you are living your life, for lack of a better way to put it. Um, that's a, that's a huge compliment. Um, and that is that that's something that resonates with me very, very much in the sense that it, it, it's reverberating in, in the way, uh, you know, in my frame, right? That reverberates in my frame is, is, is something, um, something not to be taken lightly, right? I don't come on here and just talk for the sake of talking uh, for lip service, right? There is there is an element of bullshitting to this, but it is it is by far and away in an effort to try to provide entertainment or, as you put, value. So, uh, thank you for that. Thank you. Everybody that reaches out, thank you. Even those of you that lurk, because I'm a lurker, right? I, I'm Admittedly, those of you that are lurkers, right? I got a ton of emails, you know, uh, over the last few weeks. Be like, hey, man, you know, I've been listening to your show for a long time. I just felt inclined to just shoot you an email real quick and just say what's up, you know, and just that I appreciate it. As a, as a fellow lurker, as a person in the shadows, you are seen, right? You are appreciated because there's a lot of content out there. I just lurk, right? I just lurk. Um, so uh, I I can um, I can appreciate you, my fellow lurkers, right? So uh, everybody that that tunes in, thank you so much. I hope you have a great week, a fantastic weekend. I hope you're all your bets cash, whether you follow me or whether you're fading me. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, it's contributed in some way, shape, or form. So. Be good to each other. God bless you. And we will see everybody next week.